Hi, this is Derwin James, and you listen to the Chargers Podcast Network. What's up, guys? Chris Harry with you on a Week 17 edition of Chargers Weekly on the Chargers Podcast Network. A very happy holidays to all of our listeners out there. Coming up right now, our Beat Writers Roundtable season finale presented by Mercury Insurance. Jeff Miller of the LA Times and Gilbert Manzano of Southern California News Group join me to get you ready for Sunday's season finale against the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, it's hard to believe this is our Beat Writers Roundtable finale of 2019 with Jeff Miller, LA Times, Gilbert Manzano, Southern California News Group, notably missing is Daniel Popper. Not pictured. Not pictured. Where is <laughs> not heard? Not pictured. Not, better yeah, better yet, not heard from. <laughs> I don't know where he is. I can't find him. I feel yeah. like he's he's taking this week seventeen off. You know, we still got one game left. Where is that guy? You gotta play all sixteen. Exactly. He did not sign up for sixteen. Mm-hmm. He didn't sign he, up for sixteen. He, he apparently signed up for fifteen. Sounds well, like. Daniel Popper's inactive today. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Miller doing a lot of media. All day. You've been doing multimedia, you're on camera, you're doing podcasts, you're writing. What yeah. don't you do? You know, it's just uh, it's, it's just been a crazy time, Chris. You know, my soaring popularity, it, <laughs> it has become a, uh, almost a detriment to my just having a regular life, frankly. Will 2020 call for a publicist for you? Uh, <laughs> you know what? That's not a bad idea. So I, I think actually let's start right now on this this podcast. Let's let's throw it out there. I, I'm looking. I'm taking applications to be my publicist at Jeff Miller on uh, on Twitter. If you want to be his publicist, we're gonna have to take a picture in Kansas City of the round table. Maybe after after our barbecue dinner. I, yeah. I think that's a tremendous idea. I think it's yeah, a good I idea. Like it. yeah. That's a good idea. Well, there's supposed to be a picture of Popper and Miller, right, having a drink together. That that is supposedly the uh, the picture that the uh, that he's certainly waiting for. So. He's waiting for that one. We'll uh, we'll see if that actually happens. We'll see if it happens. Stay tuned for the weekend. But guys, the the finale of 2019, Chargers five and ten playing the Kansas City Chiefs. You looked at this in September. AFC West title, maybe playoff positioning, certainly has not gone the Chargers' way. It sounds cliche, but they just finish strong and look to 2020. That's kind of what the marching orders are at this point. Yeah, that's about all there is. You can't really do anything else. And yeah, I think when the schedule came out, we all looked at this game and thought it'd be probably similar to the game late last season in Kansas City when they had you know the huge game at night and it was a, all kinds of things run the line and there was a lot happening it was a it ended up being a great game and a great game for the Chargers certainly and there was a lot of excitement and they but uh, this uh, a completely different situation this year where you've got these guys just kind of limping into the finale the the Chiefs have uh, there's still some seating there they're playing for so uh, we'll see how the rest of the games go Sunday but they're they're certainly uh, you'd expect them to tr- be trying to win this game because they it could impact their their playoff seed and for the Chargers you're right they just you just want to go out and I think they they really don't want to um, you know they're limping into the end here I think even if I you know going into this game you you think they're uh, the chances of them winning this game probably aren't great but I think they want to go out at least go out go out fighting and, and not um, not have a game where they just kind of limp through the thing and, and get beat pretty bad at the end. Yeah, and just to get a win in, in KC, Airhood Stadium, a place they don't really win much. You know, they won last year, but make it two years in a row. You get some momentum, you know, going into 2020, and and just to get a division divisional win. They're on five in the AFC West. Uh, mm. I brought it up to Anthony Lynn on Monday, and he's like, "Thanks for bringing it up." 
But I'm sure he wants to get that one win in the AFC West. They, ha- they haven't gone winless since 2015, I think. Uh, so, you know, get some momentum. I know guys say it's a new year every year, but to win in KC, like a team like that with Andrew Reid and Patrick Mahomes, it's got to be some kind of momentum for them. Show what you're capable of going into 2020. And that interaction with Coach Lynn, I enjoyed what he said. He said, I don't plan to do this again, by the way. My first losing season as a head coach, I don't plan to do it again. And his first year, 9-7, and 12-4, there's a lot of things you can point to. I think turnovers, injuries, penalties. There's there's a lot of things that came at maybe inconvenient times for this team. But all that being said, there are a lot of questions that, that need to be answered. But there is a nucleus here of young guys that, that I really want to see starting with, with Derwin and Tranquil and even a guy like Jerry Tillery, who Coach Lynn said had his best game of 2019 last week. Yeah, I think... You know, you look at it, and I think, especially on defense, they there's some really there's some good young pieces they can build around, and and I don't think this team is is terribly far off. I, they're, they're I think they're going to be one of these teams that they're going to finish five and eleven or six and ten, right? Either one, and I don't think they're that bad. I don't think their record is is that bad. It's just they they just made so many critical mistakes at the worst times, and they lost so many games that they could have won. And, and so uh, there, there's definitely a core here to, to work with. And uh, I suspect there's going to be changes, though. I think Anthony made that pretty clear that he, um, you know, a- Anthony is a, l- a lot of times uh, he does sort of talk in a threatening tone and there's only so much he can really do. Uh, but I think he, he's leg- he, he means it when he says, I, you know, there's going to be some adjustments and we'll see how many there are. I, I suspect there'll be. There'll be a lot more than we saw last offseason. We're not a ton changed either on the you know personnel on the roster and even the coaching staff. There wasn't very there was very little change. So we've already seen Ken Wisnett is, is gone, and so there's going to be a new going into the offseason. There'll be a new uh, offensive coordinator. wasn't there last offseason. It might be Shane is who's finishing right now, or it could be somebody else. But I think. Uh, I, I suspect there's going to be there will be more changes both on the roster and, and and the coaching staff than certainly there was last year. Gil, there's a fine line with continuity and then making calculated decisions in an effort to better your team for the next season. And you, you look around the league. Sometimes you have coaches and and players who are there for a couple of years and have instant success. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. Sometimes you have teams like the Patriots and the Ravens who have coaches in place who have done it for decades and have found ways to adapt to their roster. Uh, I think this coach and this roster, there is so much to work with, especially when you look at the first two years of Coach Lynn going 9-7 and seven and 12-4. and four. Yeah, like we brought up, it's going it's to be his first losing season as a head coach. He said he doesn't plan on doing that again. And that, that kind of tells you right there, you know, there's rumors, uh, is he on the hot seat or not? I don't think he's on the hot seat at all. He's going to be here. I think the Chargers organization likes him. He's a, he's, a, he's a players coach so in the locker room, front office. They, they all like Anthony Lynn. But like uh, Jeff was saying, I think there probably will be more personnel changes, coaching changes. Like when you when you win in the first two years, you don't have to do much. You know, it's going in the right path. And you, you have a season like you have in 2019 where you only win five or six games. You got to change something. And, and, and it's going to be a lot of free agents too. So a lot of the guys on the roster, you know, it could be a whole new look. You got Melvin Gordon as a free agent. You got Hunter Henry as a free agent. You got Philip Rivers as a free agent. Uh, it's going to be a lot of changes, so you might not see the same Chargers group, but I think still, you know, the core guys like Derwin James and Joey Bosa, at least on defense, and Keenan Allen on offense, they're all going to be back. But I, I think it's going to be a big shakeup coming up this offseason. You got Mike Williams and Austin Eckler too, who are 
both very close to 1,000 yards receiving on the season. And just to put that in context, I think only five teams in NFL history have had three guys go for 1,000 yards or more receiving. Keenan's already done it. Mike and Austin are, are close to doing it. And then you mentioned a guy like Hunter who's an unrestricted free agent next year. There's so many pieces on this offense, and, and really I think it's just a matter of – Shane was talking about it in his press conference. The last time they played this Chiefs team, Jeff, over 300 total yards in the first half, you got to score in the red zone touchdowns, not field goals. Yeah, it's crazy that we're talking about you know this 3,000-yard receivers thing and how rare that is, and yet – one of the problems with this team, if we all would agree, is they is that they've had issues on offense. Yet they're doing they're they're producing that kind of a a stat, potentially producing that kind of a stat, and it just it it just speaks to those those critical mistakes that they've made. Red zone, they've had red zone issues, the turnovers at the goal line, the interceptions in the end zone that we've we spent unfortunately for Charger fans, we spent all season talking about this stuff, but it, it does speak to the fact that there there is talent on this roster and. And even some of these guys, uh, if, if they're not back, and uh, they're not all going to be back, uh, they're still going to be talent. It's not like they're this, these aren't the Jaguars or the Bengals or somebody who you're you're looking at going, wow, this this team's got nothing. I mean, just look at you look at the Broncos and the Chargers. You know, the, I think the Chargers have more talent than Denver has. They've lost twice, but they the Broncos have won't beat them twice. So you can't, you know, it's hard to it's hard to make that argument and with any kind of proof because they on the field the Broncos have won. But I, the Chargers are very talented and they've got some really good players. They just had a season where they had some key guys get hurt for long stretches, and then they just had games where that were just they absolutely killed themselves at the worst possible times and. I mean, it's discouraging and it's disappointing for Charger fans, but I, I wouldn't be down on this franchise of this team. I, I do think they're, they're as, as quickly as this went south compared to last year, it, it, next year could go the exact opposite direction, and it wouldn't shock me one bit if they're right back in the middle of it next year with a, a tweaked roster and some and could be some fairly sweeping changes. But I think they're still going to be – they're going to go into the – I suspect we'll go into training camp next year with high expectations again for this team. Each season is independent, and this season versus last, the close games that they won last year at 12-4 and four, and the close games that they lost this year. And then you look at teams, again, well, I'll go back to the Ravens as an example, a, a team who the Chargers beat pretty soundly in the playoffs with Lamar Jackson, yeah. who's now an MVP uh, less than a year later. Each year is different. It, it comes down to certain plays, and uh, I, I think moving forward for this team, uh, taking care of the football, and then you always have to have a little bit of luck in the NFL on the injury front. And Darwin James, Mike Pouncey, Russell Kuhn, those three guys, Adrian Phillips, uh, there was a lot of players there that, that really helped last year that just weren't available to be in the season. Yeah, I was telling Jeff this the other day. Like uh, last year, Phillip Rose kept saying, yeah, we're kind of lucky to be 12-4. and four. We could have lost this game and that game and that game. And now this year, we saw the other side that Phil was talking about with the 9-1 score losses because – you know, sometimes it just comes down to that one last drive. You're not going to execute and go down the field and get that game-winning drive. You're probably going to miss the playoffs. And like what you were saying, it's a year-to-year league. Look at the 49ers a year ago. I think they were probably the same record as the Chargers are right now. I think mm-hmm. they were like 4-12 and or something. Now they're going to be probably the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, look at the Rams a year ago. They were in the Super Bowl. They're going to miss the playoffs like the Chargers. So things, it's always a turnover league. It's always a team that goes from last to first. And like we keep, we, we've been saying, it's a good roster. There's there's some few pieces that might be gone here and there, uh, but I just I just think 
when you go five and ten or or, or five and eleven or or six and ten, you got to change something. And I just feel like it might be with the coaching staff. I feel like you know Anthony and Lynn, he he's that that running backs coach who got the Bills as the number one rushing team in the NFL. I feel like we're gonna be more of a, you know old school smash matter I, I, with some kind of you know Lamar Jackson kind of feel. I don't know how yet, but I, I feel like there's gonna be something with Anthony and Lane that he's probably cooking up right now and trying to figure out because they they got the yards, but they just, they couldn't finish it. And I feel like for Anthony and Lane, that's probably bothering him a lot right now. I look at last year, four and two in the division, zero and five in the division. You have to figure out a way to win these games against the Broncos, Chiefs, and Raiders next year. And I think a lot of the focus needs to be on, okay, how do we win in our division? Because if you're going to be successful and, and make the playoffs, winning your division or at least having success in the division is is probably the top priority. And I think sometimes you see how rosters are constructed based on who else is in your division. Patrick Mahomes, you know, you have a Raiders team with a lot of young talent. Um, you're starting to see what the, the Broncos are becoming under Vic Fangio going into year two. So, um, not only is it the other games on the schedule, it's it's that AFC West slate that this team's going to have to take care of next year. Yeah, I think it's really easy to forget about that and just look at the more bigger picture and look at the conference. But remember the season before we were in training camp, before the season even started, and somebody asked Anthony about uh, being the team to beat. And his response was, we haven't even won the division. We need to win the nope. division before we can worry about anything else. And so that, you know, these guys think that way. They think about... They think more about the hey the those three opponents in specific they have to face twice a season more than we do. Like I I tend to look at more of the bigger picture of and of just you know to me it seems more like it's a conference thing, but it really is a division thing and the and and with good reason. I mean look at the uh, you know the uh, NFC uh, East. You know the NFC. Uh, Least is that what you're calling? Yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, the NFC East is a terrible one, right? So I mean, look at that. Like they have, uh, yeah. For some reason, I got I had a brain cramp there that I didn't think the, the that was the right that was the right division. But look at that division where you have a team that's going to have a terrible record that's going to win that division, and how important that is going into the what it means going into the playoffs. It doesn't matter what your record is if you win that division. So those games are huge, and it's funny to think that the Chargers. I don't know how many teams in the history of this league. Have won five games. If this, if they were to lose something, they would have five wins, and they'd have no division wins. Which is, if you think about it, is kind of weird that a team mm-hmm. would do that. And it's not like they're in a real, real difficult division. I mean, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, but the other three teams in the division are pretty close. And so, it it, it would really be a weird uh, anomaly, I think, if they were to, if they did lose Sunday, to be able to, to be a team that. Went zero and six in their division, yet still won five games. Usually, the team goes zero and six. They're going to be they're going to have one or two wins, and so that also speaks to what this kind of weird season has been. But uh, yeah, those division games, you know, you've you've got to win those games. They're they're enormous, and they have so much. You know, they're almost like two games. You, you know, each, right. each one's almost like a double game. You're one of four teams, right? And if you so, break it down in the simplest terms, like that, like like you say, the coaches likely do. You're one of four teams. That's your path to get to the playoffs. I mean, you're being the best of those four teams. You win. You win the division. You're guaranteed to get in the playoffs, no matter what else happens. So you've got to win those games. And the fact that they're sitting on the verge of being 0 six is is there's no question in my mind that's that's going to be very discouraging. And uh, even if they win and they go one and five, they're still going to go into the offseason. I'm sure Anthony and his coaches are going to go into that offseason thinking, "Wow, we we've got to be better, uh, obviously, in the division." And they're probably going to kind of be looking in the mirror thinking how in the world did we just 
have so much why you know why were we so bad and have such a difficult time in our own division yeah and the other part of it, it's been a stranger over, overall they they lost to Drew Luck one time and Joe Flacco and then you look at you know Devin Hodges all these quarterbacks that you you kind of figure that you, you could you know have your way with and beat them and for somehow some reason they couldn't get it done and even in that game a week ago against the Raiders it, it was a one-score game, but it just felt like they were never in the game. It, it, something just has been missing all year that I just can't put my finger on because they're getting the yards, or you know, they're they're keeping it close. But sometimes it just feels like they didn't have a chance, and I don't know what it is. I, I know Melvin Gordon was trying to say there was saying that there was like a, a lack of passion the other week, or or maybe something new every week. But it's just been a very mysterious Charger team, and. And besides that Minnesota game, they've been they've been close, but it feels like every 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 week they found a different way to lose. And maybe that's the the part, the mental part, where you you're so close and you you you, you fall short. So maybe after a while, it's like okay, it's the same old story, and you can't you know get that next step. So I I, I think if you're Anthony Lynn, you look at you look how close you are. He, he, actually, Anthony Anthony keeps saying that you know there's still passion. He, he, he there's there's still fight. He keeps saying the guys are, are competing. So. Maybe for him, you see something there that he could probably fix for next year and kind of build off. But overall, it's kind of been maybe a frustrating and a very weird year for his for Chargers team. All right, let's get to these questions, y'all boys. Yo, Jack boys, how do you get the girls? What does it takes to get the girls? <laughs> no fake energy. No oh fake. God. I hate no fake energy. Chargers fans, be sure to check out Dear Jack Boys presented by Pepsi and take all football celebrations to the next level. Whether it's a Hail Mary touchdown or a defensive stop on the goal line, when it's time to celebrate, it's time to crack open a Pepsi. Pepsi, a proud sponsor of the Los Angeles Chargers, reminds you to always be celebrating. All right, guys, we know you love the Chargers, but you also probably love saving money, too. And Mercury Insurance can help you with that because Chargers fans save an average of $769 with Mercury. That'll get you great seats for the next game and jerseys for the whole family, too. So what are you waiting for? Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com to see how much you could save. It only takes a few minutes to switch, and it could save you a lot of money. Don't wait. Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com. Savings info based on 2019 California Department of Insurance Rate Comparison Profile 38A. Individual savings may vary. All right, let's get back to our Beat Writers Roundtable, presented by Mercury Insurance. You could point to a lot of different parts of the season as maybe a turning point. I think for me, you go to Chicago a game where you could have easily lost on that field goal. You win it, you turn around, you beat Aaron Rodgers. You talk about guys like Drew Locke and uh, Joe Flacco and some of the quarterbacks they lost to, Duck Hodges. You beat Aaron Rodgers pretty soundly, 26-11. to 11. At that point, okay, three straight divisional games against the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Broncos. That Raiders game, you know, the, the turnovers were the story, the, that last drive. You go to Kansas City, you have over 300 total yards in the first half. You just couldn't punch it in. You couldn't, you, you're just getting threes instead of sevens. And then Denver, we, we also what happened on that last drive. So just think about those three games. I think that kind of told the overall story of the season, just kind of in a nutshell. Three straight division games, it could have gone the other way. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that Raiders game up in Oakland was really the game that, if you, if you look back on the season, that, I mean, they had the not only the way how poorly it started, but, you know, they had gone in and they were playing well, as you had mentioned. It looks like, okay, maybe they've turned it around. Now they're going you know, into a place where they've had some success. They've, they've won there before, and they're going against a team that, the, you know, the Raiders were kind of in a similar boat where they're kind of their season sort of teetering, which way is it going to go? And they, they fall behind, and then they have that 
awful last drive where if they go down and kick a field goal and win that game this season that could have been they could have turned right there and they could have uh, they could have kept going upward instead we know what happened it was a disaster and the way the game ended was a disaster and i remember after that game in the locker room philip rivers just seemed uh, he he was that's as down as I've really seen him. He really was bummed about that last the whole game, but then especially the way it ended and they had the, that that two minute drive that that went nowhere. Um, that really, you know, that, that night when looking back on it now was probably where there's that was probably the signal that this is this season's not gonna it's just not gonna happen for him. And then as you mentioned the the division games right after it just everything kind of began to spiral down and 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 that was uh, you know that's kind of been the story of the season i think that that night in oakland is when it really that kind of determined ultimately where their fate was going to go momentum is such a real thing and these guys were preaching it to us that a 12 and 4 season doesn't carry over to 2019 they were preaching that all off season and they were right because it, that 12 and 4 magic for some reason just has not transferred over had they beaten the raiders that's three in a row. You got a lot of momentum going up against Kansas City Chiefs. And by the way, just to, to give you an example, the, the Chiefs lost to the Titans the week before they played the Chargers in Mexico City. Since beating the Chargers, they haven't lost. They've won five in a row. So that, that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, once you have a good week, sometimes you keep it rolling the rest of the year and you probably won't lose again. But I think for the Chargers, you're kind of kicking yourself because if, if the Raiders somehow get into the playoffs at eight and eight, that could have been them. Mm. If if they would have, you know, got some of those one score losses or determined to wins, they could probably be in the playoffs. And they, and I, everybody kept saying we're waiting for Doran James to come back. And when he came back, people felt like it was too late. I think it was a what was it week eleven or week twelve in Denver, but they still had a shot. If they somehow go four and zero, they'll be eight and eight and in contention for the playoff spot. So. I, you never know in, 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 this, in this weird NFL league. And they, you know, that's why people keep saying you fight to the end. But I think for the Chargers, it was, it was always something, the injuries or the close losses. And also nothing I think about, they felt, they felt behind a lot. They, and I think the first game against Denver, they were down 10-0. Uh, Pittsburgh, they were down 10-0. A week ago, they were, they were down pretty early. So just playing catch-up a lot, that kind of— So hard to do. It hard, it, yeah, it's hard to do. And it kind of changed your whole game plan, your whole script, and— but I feel like you know, if they somehow get a good lead on KC this week and, and you jump out to a, a big lead and you, and you win that game, that's momentum there again. But it's just so many missed opportunities for the Chargers in 2019. The roster this year, I feel like it was really constructed too. If you did get up on teams, you had a running game to rely on, especially when Melvin came back to have a, kind of that two-headed attack and then Justin Jackson when he was available um, to get up on teams and then run the football, which Coach Lynn loves to do. So independent of all these free agents that are uh, they're going to be up in 2020 there's still a pretty good core here when you talk about guys like Eckler and Williams and Allen obviously Hunter is is unrestricted but there is talent here to play that way and, and be successful yeah and I think I'm sure you know Gil had mentioned that you know Anthony's style and the way he likes to run the ball I'm sure it's killing him that they how many games have they had that where they've been able to kind of pound the ball at the end? They haven't, you know, they played great against, as we know, they played a great game against the Packers. That was a game where they got up early and they were able to yep. kind of dictate the terms of that and do what they do. And they kept the ball away from Aaron Rodgers and uh, took that whole Packer crowd out of it completely. I mean, that was that was their, you know, that was their best win of the year. 
you know, no question. They were, they've really played well in that game, but they just haven't had chances to do that. They, you know, they obviously killed the Jaguars and they took the Dolphins, you know, out of that game, you know, in the second half completely. But I mean, those are two teams that are, you know, struggling, but it just, um, there's no question that that Anthony wants to play that way, and and I think most coaches in the NFL want to they want to get up and just kind of pound the ball and just and and just like slowly uh, you know you know bleed the clock and just just keep the keep the other team offense off the field and you know you you mentioned the, the guys who they have who who maybe next year could do that Justin Jackson is a guy who has not we haven't seen much this year and we didn't see him much until. The latter stages of last year because of injuries. If he can stay healthy, I, I don't know who has watched that guy play at all and w- wouldn't be encouraged by what you've seen. I mean, he he, he gained yards. He's he gets fantastic. You know, he had a great college career playing in the Big Ten. He never never seemed to get hurt at Northwestern. Then he's he's been hurt here a lot, which is and you know in that part of it you can't really count on the guy because he he hasn't been around, hasn't been available. But if they could keep him healthy, and if Melvin Gordon is gone somewhere next year, it, if you take you just if if you don't change anything else, you have Eckler and Jackson. Those are that's a pretty good one two duo in that backfield, and they could they could do those things. I, I suspect if Melvin isn't here. The, we're going to see another running back or two are, are going to be brought in and try to work worked in as well, but it, it, they could definitely play that way with you know th- those two guys would be a good a good foundation to start with and and them being able to play that way isn't inconceivable. I could see that happening, but the key is you've got to get ahead. Of, you've got to get ahead early, and you can't fall behind like they've done so often this year. And you've got to get up on teams. And I'm sure if in the perfect world, that's how Anthony would love to play every week. That's right. And independent of the record, I really do think Coach Lynn, in his third season, has has built a culture and an identity for this team that maybe had not shown up in, in certain games due to mistakes. But I, I tell you, it's there. And I don't think there's 32 teams in this league that have a, a pure leader at the position. I think there's very few, and I think the Chargers are one of them. Yeah, I keep saying Anthony likes to be old school and run the ball, but he knows how to get these players motivated, these younger players, these new generation guys. So he, he knows how to motivate these guys. And sometimes when you're like the old school guy, you don't know how to connect with your players. And Anthony knows how to It's a nice that. blend of that. Yeah, so you, you got the little bit of the best of both. And uh, and that's why I keep thinking, like, you know, I think Lynn's going to be a guy that he'll here for a while. People really like him. The front office, the players, his coaching staff, they all really like him. Uh, but I think now with – you know, year four, you know, you, you've kind of, you know, been trying to learn here and there, you know, how to be a head coach. And I think now he, he's probably going to, you know, you're going to see more of Anthony Lynn kind of taking the reins a little more. I don't know how he's going to do that, but so far he's proven it. He's earned it having those, having that that playoff season, that two winning seasons to start the, the year, having the guys still competing now. And and I know it, it was ugly in the Minnesota game, but other than that, they've been competitive. So I think Anthony Lynn, he, he kind of deserves to, to keep, put more an imprint on this organization and kind of see how it goes for the future moving forward. But yeah, you're right. People really like Anthony Lynn. He's good to us too, the media. So overall he's, he's doing something right. Arrowhead stadium season finale. What are you guys looking for as we wrap this season up? Put a bow on 2019. Well, the first thing is the press box food is really good, if I remember correctly, in Kansas City, right? Good. So yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I am yeah. looking forward to some oh, no. quality food, and uh, I'm sure Popper is too. If he was uh, here, he would, uh, <laughs> since we know what a foodie he is. Uh, I would like. I think if you're a Charger fan or you follow this team, you, you just we'd like to see him play hard, play competitive, take it down to the wire, have a chance to win at the end, which. Um, 
you know, there's no moral victories. Nobody cares about you. Know, you almost won this game. They, all that matters is winning and losing. And I'll be frank. I don't think the Chargers are going to win Sunday because I, I just think the Chiefs are playing so well right now and they're going into the playoffs and they've got all the – they've got a million reasons to win this game and the Chargers, other than just playing for pride, don't really have a ton of reasons. Uh, so yeah, the Patriots are playing alongside – this window, right? Yeah. And so, this is for a potential first round buy for Kansas City. Exactly. Right. So you know there'll be some scoreboard watching from the from the Kansas City side of it. But uh, I think if the Chargers can show up and play hard and and like I said, go take it into the fourth quarter and have a chance to win at the end, I I think that would be uh, that that would be something at least they can go into the off season and and like Gil said, they are other than the Minnesota game, they were competitive and in all these games although I agree with Gil last week it had a weird feeling like you never really thought they were going to win that game where a lot of these other ones you thought they were going to win out of sync really from the beginning and and it goes back to the running game part 16 uh, 19 yards 19 yards of 16 carries yeah it was it was weird Uh, and they I mean they only ran about three times after halftime never ran in the fourth quarter which is you know uh, just as when you think about that stat, it's just weird. But uh, they, given where the way that game was, that's what they had to do. So I think uh, I, I think the Chargers coaches would they would just, that's what they want to see. They want to see these guys show up and play hard and and have a chance to win. And if if that happens, I think they can at least go into the off season and think, hey, you know, we played to the end and we played hard and we we you know we made it we made it tough for these teams that that we we lost to but then also knowing that this what happened is unacceptable and you can't do it again or you know if this happens again next year there this podcast will be who knows what we'll be talking about because then we could be looking at a lot of guys losing their jobs and a lot of changes it's kind of a weird situation because i'm sure the players and some fans want to see this team fight you know for the final game but you're thinking about the draft the april 2020 draft uh, so maybe you want to see this team fight, but then have a you know lose the outcome and you get you get a better pick. I think they're number seven right now in the first round. If you lose, you probably move up to number six or five. Uh, but I, I know Anthony Lynn does not want to tank for a better draft pick, so he's going to get those guys motivated and fired up. But it's going to be interesting to see how you know at those final minutes how, how things are going to work out. But yeah, to look forward to the future to have a top ten pick like that is going to be very valuable for them. Yeah, it's been a tough year on the field, and I th- I think this month, knowing when when you get eliminated from the playoffs, it's always kind of this tough little limbo period. Uh, but this team's going to fight on Sunday, and then 2020, we'll have another conversation. There'll be another time to talk about everything that is going to kind of shake out here at the beginning months of 2020 with the combine and free agency and the draft. Uh, there's going to be a lot of things over the next four months that will further shape this roster and and team as, as they move into SoFi Stadium. But, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure all year long. I'm sorry Popper wasn't here for the finale, but we'll, we'll make it up to him in, in 2020. Um, any, any parting shots for the fans? Well, I, uh, I would say if you're a Charger fan, don't be discouraged. You know, the, I don't think – I know it's hard to, to not, not be down on, on so many things here, and I think uh, um, whatever happens with, with that quarterback is going to – is going to determine a lot of a lot of the direction that that things are going to go in not only in the in the offseason but in the draft and everything else but i would just i wouldn't be discouraged i, I would say hey it was just one of those years and i know the Chargers have had a lot of those years as philip talked about uh, this week they've you know they're going to miss the playoffs what five or six years now and so there's been a lot of these years uh, but i uh, i don't think this is a situation where you should be discouraged and think that wow this team's going nowhere they they need to make drastic changes cuz i I, th- I think they are. They're a good core. There's a good good group there. I agree. I think Anthony is the right guy, and I um, 
I, I think they have a they have a chance to go in the exact opposite direction next year and turn this thing right around. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, I would tell the fans, you know, em- embrace Anthony Lynn and, and and embrace change. That there's going to be a little bit of a shakeup, and I know right now fans are you know wondering what Anthony Lynn's going to do because he's he went five and ten, and but a, a year ago he was twelve and four. So you know, see what Anthony's going to do for for the future, and kind of hope for the best. And like uh, Jeff was saying, they're they're not they're they still have a pretty talented roster. I know guys are going to you know be in and out. You don't know some of these futures. Especially at quarterback, I, I still feel like Phil's going to come back for one more year. And I know there's a lot of fans who are kind of against Phil also. But, again, look at the one-score losses. They've been close. He's, he's cast 3,000. I mean, three guys going to be 1,000 receiving yards. So Phil's doing something right. So just, you know, embrace Phil, embrace Anthony Lynn, and see what change that kind of come out of it and, and hope for the best. And I know it's been some rocky years for Charger fans, and they go from one, one good year and then back to the same stuff again. But – like we keep saying, it's a year-to-year league, and you never know what could happen in 2020. That's right. Guys, appreciate you listening all season long. For Jeff Miller, Gil Manzano, I'm Chris Harry. This has been Chargers Weekly.